1: back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed. At Mates Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you're thinking about dinner, thinking about barbecue, you need to go to Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. They smoke their brisket and their ribs for hours and hours. I absolutely love their smoked corned beef Reuben. Their smoked meatloaf is fantastic as well. Sides, of course. They have great sides. I don't like barbecue beans, but I do like them with like drippings of bacon and and um, brisket in there. That's pretty good because that's what they have. Mac and cheese, outstanding. Great non-barbecue options as well. I've said this for a long time. Best chicken marsala by far in the entire city. Dave has done more than barbecue. He has taken all of his knowledge of cooking and being a chef, put it into smoking Dave's barbecue and brew. Find them in North Denver. Time now. For the lead.
0: The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk.
1: Okay, Mace, a lot of sexy options for the NFL schedule makers. For the Broncos, now that Russell Wilson is going to be playing quarterback, let's see, they can open the season against the Rams in the opening game, Thursday night game, because the team that wins the Super Bowl always plays the first game of the season. Broncos can maybe go to Seattle for Russell Wilson's homecoming. Knowing who the Broncos will play, the schedule in terms of how it's laid out hasn't been released, but we know who the Broncos are going to play this season. Pick one team that you would like to see them open up against.
2: Like to see them open up against. Um, well, I think actually getting off to a an easier start to the season might be uh, might m- might be advisable given with the okay. coaching staff. Okay. So. But what I do you have think? A theory. what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What I you have thinking? a theory. So do I. And if and But you, I want but I want you to hear me. I want you to let me say it all before okay. I, but, before you jump in. But I want to let everybody know. You
1: and I talked about this in the break, and you said, I'm thinking out of the box. And I said, I am as well. I said I would not be surprised if we're thinking the same thing. Go. Okay.
2: I think Seattle. it could be Seattle week one, but here's what I think. I think the first national game for the Broncos, prime time. Is going to be the Amazon opener, which is Thursday night week two Yeah, in Amazon's hometown, Denver at Seattle. And then week one could be anything else would be on a Sunday. But I think their first game in primetime would be to give Amazon its hometown team with a quarterback its hometown loves a spotlight matchup. Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. I think that will be the Broncos' first national game of the year. No, I'm talking about the opener.
1: Well, no, that, that, I, the question was about the opener. No, not
2: about. I, what's I told the you, I no, game. But I, be. I said that I'm thinking the first two games. I'm thinking out of the box here. Okay, so I think the first game could be. What do you What do you want it to be? First game. Yep. Uh.
1: You want it to be the Rams? You want it to be Seattle? You want it to be Kansas I City? I think it would
2: be fun to have Thursday night football on the road in Los Angeles against the Rams. I think that would be really fascinating. I would rather see this team get off to a a good start with a new coaching staff. So I'm okay seeing Houston in week one. I'm okay seeing Carolina in week one.
1: Ding, ding, ding. I don't want to see them open against the Rams. New coaching staff, new quarterback. Let these guys get their feet under them. I don't want to put them on a Thursday night in that type of game. I don't want to put them in Seattle in the opener. How about
2: home against the Jets well, in week one?
1: Oh, that's, that was my game, actually. No kidding. It was. Wow. Here's the thing. I don't want Seattle to be the opener either. I'll tell you why. Because I don't want Russell Wilson thinking about going back to the place he used to play. I want him to have a clear head against a team that isn't very good. Let's work on the offense. Mm-hmm a game you should win, get your feet under you, and then play the rest of your schedule. I would like to see the first game be as nondescript as possible where the Broncos have as easy of a time mm. winning the game as possible. I That's
2: what I would like to see I in the opener. I completely agree. Now, that don't being, give me the Rams. Yeah.
1: I don't want the Rams.
2: I don't. And the other thing is I don't. I don't think it'll be the Chiefs in week one. You know why?
1: Because they like to save those games for later in the year.
2: Uh, I th- they usually like to have. They usually like to have the uh, Super Bowl loser playing on Sunday night in Week One, and I think a wonderful matchup for Week One would be Kansas City and Cincinnati. On Sunday Night Football, I think the Ram- I think the Rams will get the th- the th- Rams will get the Thursday Night opener. obviously. Wait, what do you want it to be? The, op- the opening Sunday Night game. Yep. Bengals Chiefs.
1: Oh, I'm talking about the Rams game. What do you want the Rams game to be?
2: I mean... That's easy. You can... That's easy. You can... You can. It it has to be at home, right? So, like, for example, it can't be... It can't be the Chiefs because the Rams face the Chiefs in Kansas City. The game has to be at SoFi Stadium. Yep. So, it can't be Green Bay either. I think... I'd like to see Buffalo... Yeah. Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I, I think it's a tremendous matchup to start this season. Right. Yeah. Let's get it off to a bang. Two heavyweights, by, by the way, the interesting thing is this, and I had this conversation earlier today, and I want to ask you about it.
1: Oh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm here, and I, I would like to hear your
2: question. Do you think that the Broncos are all the way back as, like, one of the top three or four draws in the NFL, or are they kind of in that second tier right now?
1: I think they're one of the top draws because everybody wants to see the new toy in the new uniform. But see, kind of yeah. like everybody wanted to see Brady in Tampa. But that's Tom a lot, Brady. A lot of people wanted to see how is Matthew Stafford going to play with the Rams but, and Sean McVay.
2: But it's Seattle, the had new beca- guy yeah. in the new city. But Seattle had become kind of a second tier draw with Russell Wilson. I understand. Yeah. I mean the Broncos were bottom tier last by last year, right? And I think I, I think like I put the Broncos in terms of the draw at this moment, I think it's still going to be behind the Chiefs with Mahomes. And Buffalo. The Bills with Allen. Packers. The Cowboys beca- and, and the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys.
1: The, the, the Cowboys because it's just ridiculous bias.
2: Like they're that sec and then the Rams because they're coming off a title. Like that's, But that second tier of draws is like New England. By the with way. With Mac Jones. It's Cincinnati coming off with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase coming off the AFC title. It's um, the 49ers. The 49 uh, and I think the Broncos, I think the Broncos and, and, and the Chargers, well as a national TV draw, they're going to be right there in that second tier, which means I think they'll come up maybe one game short of the maximum for primetime when the schedule comes out.
1: By the way, did you see the report that Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott got into a verbal confrontation after the playoff loss to the 49ers, in which Cooper referred to Prescott as, quote, the Black Kirk Cousins in a meeting? Oh which sent the Cowboys oh, quarterback Prescott into a fury. What do you think he meant by that?
2: Meant somebody who puts up some ungodly stats in the regular season, but uh doesn't have another gear in the playoffs. I mean the Cowboys Is it
1: an unfair state? Listen, you don't want to call somebody the black something.
2: No, but unless it's black mamba. Yeah, but the Cowboys have lost three or four games in the playoffs that right. Dak Prescott has started. Right. Right. I mean, I, look, a lot went wrong for the Cowboys in that game against the 49ers, but Dak Prescott certainly did not rescue the 49ers in that game, right. or the Cowboys in that game against the 49ers. Right? Right? Yep. So that is a, I mean, that's an explosive sentiment by Amari Cooper, but it's not inaccurate. on the surface, look, and he, and look, Dak Prescott. How'd you feel if you're Kirk
1: Cousins? <laughs> you like that.
2: You like that. You, you are the
1: white Dak Prescott.
2: Well, the th- and here's the thing: what is the danger zone of quarterback contracts? It's not paying an elite quarterback elite money. It's paying QB eight to ten elite money, and that like we can say I think with certainty. That Prescott and Cousins are firmly in that second tier of quarterbacks. No question. They're very good. They're franchise quarterbacks.
1: They're good they're good enough to get you a bunch of wins, Uh but maybe not good enough to get you the playoffs or get bounced. And get you over and get
2: you over the top. But you're so
1: afraid to get rid of them because you're thinking, How are we gonna find somebody better? It could take years.
2: But Matthew Stafford was perceived as that as that kind of quarterback and then he went to the Rams. And now the narrative on him is completely different.
1: Coming up after the break, former Broncos inside linebacker Todd Davis joins us to talk about his thoughts on the Broncos getting Russell Wilson. And does he think the Broncos are now Super Bowl contenders? He and I had a conversation about that today. You might not like his answer. That's nice. The real world. would
0: just stop me. I'm the man, I'm the man. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har mazda A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har mazda Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back.
1: Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. Milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Eric Cook at the Cook Insurance Agency, which is farmer's insurance. I have worked with Eric for over five years, so whether it's commercial, auto, home, or life, and he does a lot of my policies like that, he is absolutely the best. Uh, True story, I got pulled over yesterday, okay? No kidding. Yeah, I got pulled over yesterday. Um, I was at a red light. And I probably moved too fast Mm -hmm. and made a right-hand turn, which most people do, right? Yeah. Okay. You stop a little bit. I drove too fast.
2: Happens to the best of us.
1: I did not have my insurance card on me. Oh. Yeah. I called Eric. Mm -hmm. He picked up the phone. Oh, wow. Right. That is the type of service you will get from Eric Cook at the Cook Insurance Agency. By the way, uh, I did not get the ticket, so I want to thank the officer very much. He was very, very kind to me. So why did you not
2: get the ticket? Did you just get a warning, an explanation? What happened? I slept him a $50 bill. Oh, come on.
1: No, I didn't. He was just very nice. I was. I said, I work around here. I'm really sorry. And I said, I promise you will not happen again. I drive this route every single day, and I can promise you I know
2: now. I can tell you this. there's There's no harm in being nice and cordial to the people in law enforcement to put themselves on the line and right. often so often in harm's way every day. You and know,
1: it, I'll tell you something funny that happened.
2: I always, I'm, uh, I, in that situation, I am always very apologetic yeah. and very deferential.
1: I'll tell you something funny that happened is he said to me, were you on your phone? Because I saw you look down.
2: Oh, yes. And that's something they're watching for intently right now. And
1: you know what I said? Uh-huh. And I, I always have a huge... Ziploc bag of almonds with me, yeah. always, because I, I nibble on them a couple times a day just because the way I eat. So I said, actually, and I pulled out the bag, I said, I was just grabbing a handful of almonds. I said, would you like some? He goes, no, I'm good. I think it's because I offered them almonds.
2: But were you on your phone, or were you... No, I was having... grabbing almonds out okay, of the bag. Okay, there you go, see? Right. Like, I've been, I wasn't on my I phone. I had a police officer once tell me the telltale sign, like when they see in, inside. At night, they like it because... If they see the glow of the phone on your face, they've got you. Right. Well,
1: I was actually eating almonds with that, and we got totally sidetracked. Eric actually answered his phone when I called him about my insurance card. Uh So, Eric, thank you for that. Thank you for that service. Give Eric a call today, 303-790-8089, 303-790-8089. Todd Davis, hopefully, will be joining us later on in the show. Time now for the buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089.
1: Okay, so the Broncos have a Hall of Fame quarterback now on the roster. Mm -hmm. They have the best player in the NBA. And the Avalanche are the best team in the NHL. I put that out on Twitter yesterday. I got all these people firing at me. I didn't know Joel Embiid played in Denver.
2: I'm like, stop it! Oh
1: God! Please. And then you know what somebody else fired at me? What? I didn't. You, you. I. I didn't know you spelled Denver, Florida. Stop it! Has there been a better time to be a Denver sports fan?
2: Um, I can think of one time: the the late nineties. Yes. When you Avs, have Avs Cup Cup winners. And, and contenders every year, Broncos, back-to-back champions. Rockies, they they weighed the playoffs only once, but it was the Blake Street Bombers era. Right. It was a relatively new franchise, a lot of fun. And then you had the Nuggets, who were dreadful. Awful.
1: <laughs> I mean, you had two teams that won championships in back-to-back years, and actually three years in a row, right, or essentially that. With that... That was the best time, but it was only two teams. In this case, it is three teams. Now there is hope with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Jokic, barring injury, isn't going anywhere. The Avalanche, I don't think are really going anywhere because I think Sakik has done a very nice job of not only managing the cap and keeping his best players, yeah. but the trade deadline is coming up, and I believe he is going to add specifically with uh, Flyers' captain Giroux. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to add with him. Um, over the next five years... Which teams, if any, will win more championships?
2: It's tough because I want to say the AVS because on paper that is the most complete team in the market right now.
1: Can I tell you something I said? But You're,
2: go ahead. But we have the conversation about about goalie and uh, boy after. After being peppered with shots and stopping them all early, boy, Darcy Kemper struggled last night. Right in the game after he was pulled, he was
1: terrific in the first period. Right, and then the floodgates opened. <laughs> Whoa, they yeah. did. It was an avalanche. Yeah, You're going the wrong way. They got buried.
2: And, and that's the, that's the thing that could keep them from maximizing their potential, despite what the quality of the roster is. I mean, that and that's right now. If you look, if they if they went against the lightning in a seven game series, and I know that they've won both games against the lightning, you would trust in a playoff series, Vasilevsky more than Kemper right now.
1: I think it was a right around the time, about a year after or two McKinnon was drafted. Mm-hmm. I had the same conversation. I think it was less mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to get my timeline all mixed up and the abs were bad. I mean, they were bad.
2: You know, worst team in the league for a moment there. Right. Yeah.
1: And we talked about who's the next team to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I said it'll be the Avalanche
2: because of McKinnon. This was after the Broncos won Super Bowl Fifty. It was, and I felt the same way. Yep. That eventually, with Nathan McKinnon, he was the he's the level of superstar in the NHL where eventually, they the team figures it out, right? Yep. eventually it took like the Pens with Mario Lemieux back in the day. Eventually, they it took them uh, several years, but eventually they figured it out. They had the talent and they put it together. Okay, let's
1: say for the sake of argument next we're, let's go to October 1st okay okay all right the Broncos are off to a three and one start mm-hmm. the avalanche are getting ready to kick off another season mm-hmm. we don't know what they're going to do with their roster Murray and mpJ are fully healthy mm-hmm. over the next nine months which one of those teams wins a title
2: Jamal and MPJ fully healthy.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? I'm
2: betting on the nuggets.
1: You're betting on the nuggets. Uh, Danny, who are you betting on? And we know you like to bet.
3: Um a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I think I would uh I think I would lean Broncos, honestly.
2: The reason why I'm not leaning Broncos is I think this is going to be a year where they make the playoffs, but remember, you have a, a coaching staff, first time head coach, who has called plays before. But you have a first-time defensive play caller, a first-time special teams coordinator, first-time offensive coordinator in, uh, in Justin Alton. And the stat has been thrown out there that the last two champions were Matthew Stafford, first year with the Rams, Tom Brady, first year with the Bucks. Those staffs were much more experienced than this Broncos coaching staff. I think there are going to be some growing pains along the way. Not enough to prevent this team from being a playoff team. But as we've talked about, this AFC is so stacked, I don't know if this is going to be their moment just yet. I think it might be. I think for the Broncos, if we're talking about the nine months from October of this year to July of, of the following year, I think the Broncos are probably a year beyond that. And that's why I would go with the Nuggets. I think, that, I think the Nuggets' time might be right then and there.
1: Um, I'm... Going with the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Randon's under contract. McCarr's under contract. I believe Landeskog is under contract. Same with McKinnon, Eric Johnson, Gerard.
2: So you, bel- you believe Kemper's good enough?
1: Um, for all I know, they are going to win the cup this year. Mm-hmm. Why, why in the world would I bet? I think they have the easiest road. I do.
2: They're also in the sport that is the most random.
1: I, I'm not going to debate in, that in at NHL. all. I mean, Bum- the NHL. and Byram's going to be a year older.
2: Yeah. They miss Byram right now.
1: Yes, they do. Badly. But here's the thing. Even if the Broncos are 3-1, and one, the road to get to the Super Bowl is littered with potholes. And then you go to the NBA, I understand... That you have Murray and MPJ back. I'm with you on that. And if Jokic plays like Jokic always plays, yes, there is a chance. I am with you on that.
2: But how many teams realistically can win the NBA title in a given year?
1: Well, in the past, it has been maybe two or three. It has opened up.
2: Yeah, but it's opened up to like six. I would agree. And in the NFL, the number of teams that can win a Super Bowl legitimately, I think that number right now is probably a dozen. The Broncos are one of them. The problem is, I'd say two thirds of those dozen teams are in the AFC. Right. That's You're, why I think it's so different. You are going to see, right. and and let's say the Colts like the Colts are currently in flux. If the Colts' response to trading Carson Wentz is to is to get Jimmy Garoppolo, like I said earlier. Jimmy Garoppolo, with what he did in San Francisco, with how the team does respond to him, plugging him in with that receiving core, with that offensive line, with Jonathan Taylor, and the stars they have on the defensive side of the ball in Indianapolis, frankly, that makes a ninth Super Bowl contender out of the AFC. Literally, there are are two teams in the AFC, at, at minimum, that could win the Super Bowl, that have the pieces in place to make a run that won't even make the playoffs. You're going to, you're going to have a and kind of like the the chargers this past year at nine and eight, missing it in the narrowest possible fashion. You're going to have a really good team that can go, that went to Kansas city and won, that can go toe to toe legitimately with the best in the league, a legit contender that is sitting there with their face and knows pressed against the glass watching the playoffs happen. If you're the Broncos, you just hope that that's not you. And that's why I say if the Broncos make the playoffs in year one for Russell Wilson, that's a good That's a good season. And then you... Then case the I'll, I'll that.
1: tell you why I'm going with the avalanche. Because when you look at World Series winners, it seems to switch off more than enough. Oh, yeah. Do you realize since... Two thousand and nine, the Penguins have won three Stanley Cups. Yep. Tampa has won two. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks have won two. Mm-hmm. The Kings have won two. And my point is, it's not like it's a different team every year. So when you're hot, you're hot. You when you're hot, you're hot. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm going with the Fs. Coming up after the break, Todd Davis. If I'm alive and well, will you be there? Holding my hand, I'll keep you by my side
0: afternoon drive with goodman and mason presented by silter har mazda a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter har mazda find them at STHMazda.com. live from the sasquatch casino and wildcard casino sports desk here's eric and andrew
1: welcome back afternoon drive goodman mason watch us sports.com. you can reach us rocky mountain forest products twitter feed at mace denver at eric goodman if you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com.
0: Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com.
1: All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Todd Davis, Super Bowl winning linebacker for the world champion Denver Broncos back in the day. This segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. How are you, TD?
4: Doing great. How are you?
1: Uh, Good. So you certainly know something about being Super Bowl favorites. You know something about winning a Super Bowl. Now that the Broncos have Russell Wilson, would you consider them serious contenders for the title?
4: Uh, To be honest, I think that they are going to make the playoffs and have high hopes to have a good season, but I don't see them as Super Bowl contenders just yet. Why? Um, I think that I think they still need more guys. They need more veteran leadership on the team. Um, they have a lot of young guys that haven't learned how to win in the NFL. Um, a lot of great talent, but when we won a Super Bowl, we had Peyton Manning and the key to leave and uh, DeMarcus Ware. We had tons of guys with a lot of time in the league and learned how to win in the NFL.
2: So in that vein... Is there then, compared to, say, trading for Aaron Rodgers, was there an advantage for the Broncos acquiring Wilson instead of Rodgers because he's 33 and maybe the best window for this team as those leaders develop actually is, say, two to three years down the line?
4: Definitely. Um, I feel like the the talent that they have in the room, along with uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's still relatively young and healthy, um, I think that their best years are ahead of them, especially the next two to three years can be phenomenal for the Broncos if everything goes right.
1: Russell Wilson, as Mace just mentioned, is 33. Aaron Rodgers, consecutive Most Valuable Player awards, but he is 39. And let's face it, he brings some baggage with him. If you were on the team... Which quarterback would you rather have right now?
4: To be honest, I like the man who plays the best on the field. And for the last two seasons, that's definitely been Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he'll be he'll go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all times. Why would you not want him on your team?
2: That being said, how much better is this team with Russell Wilson walking into the door?
4: It's night and day from um, the years of You know, the last five or six years that the Broncos have had, um, the team got extremely better. I feel like there were so many years, even when I was there as a player, um, you know, we played well on defense. We had weapons on offense. The quarterback position, um, whether due to injuries or young guys stepping in, just wasn't as phenomenal as it had been with Peyton Manning. Um, So I think that they were missing that key element. Um, Because to be honest, there's only a few – Quarterbacks that make it in deep into the playoffs or even to the Super Bowl. you got to be an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or a Brett There's only a handful of quarterbacks that can make it there. And as you've seen in the past, Russell Wilson has made it there. So this team has gotten tremendously better by picking up Russell Wilson.
1: We're talking with Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Broncos. This segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. Uh, you were there when Manning was there. You were there when Manning was not there. And you talked about bringing in veterans, guys who know how to win. But let's talk specifically about the quarterback position and the importance of it in terms of leadership. When he walks in the door, how does the room
4: environment change? It changes uh, completely from how it was. This is a man that you have seen win. This is a man that you know that's a competitor. This is a man that you've seen put his body on the line time after time and has shown the ability to make make plays and for a guy that's a wide receiver or a tight end, you know how you now have complete confidence in the right spot or being able to, you know, talk to uh, you know how things are the field or how you won't receive the out of your break and know that Russell Wilson as a veteran quarterback can do everything that you need as a wide receiver to put you in the best position to
1: did we lose Todd? We lose Todd? You may have lost Todd. Can we try and give him a quick call back, Danny? Give him a quick call back. Uh, I, I liked what uh, Todd mm-hmm. said about Wilson just walking into the room oh, yeah. and commanding the room. And we could talk about quarterback play on the field all day, which wasn't very good over the last six years. But they desperately missed having a guy who could grab by guys by the throat and say, this is not how we play. Flacco was probably the only guy that could do it. But honestly, I don't think he had the personality to do
2: it. Yeah, and now not the personality, but just kind of with the way everything was structured at that moment. They picked Drew Locke that year in the second round, so it was clear that Flacco wasn't more than a short-term answer. Russell Wilson's a multi-year answer.
1: You know, generally speaking, when I'm driving into my car, I hate dead spots, but I especially hate dead spots when we have Todd Davis <laughs> on the air. Todd, can you hear us?
4: Yes, I'm back. Can you hear me? We can hear
1: you great. Give me one guy on offense who's going to benefit the most playing with Russell Wilson.
4: Jerry Judy. And I say that because Jerry Judy, if you watch the tape, there's numerous times that he has shaken his defender out his socks, the defender's almost falling to the ground, and the ball is not gumming to him or it's an errant throw. I think he's going to really break out Um, having Russell Wilson in his corner now that can deliver those balls on time is looking for him to make those uh, spectacular moves and get open. So I think he'll explode in the next season with him as his quarterback.
1: Mason, I talked about that on the show yesterday, and Jerry Judy is about to see something as an NFL wide receiver that he hasn't seen since being drafted. And that is getting the ball thrown to him in stride. To your point, finally being able to do something with the ball.
4: Yes, he's going to be um, a much better player, um, and I think people are going to uh, love the Jerry Judy that they're going to see. Um, his abilities have always been top-notch, but now he's going to be able to get the ball, and I don't think anybody's going to be able to catch him.
2: Now, of course, to get something, you have to give up something, and the Broncos, as part of the deal, traded uh, Noah Fank, Shelby Harrison, and Drew Locke. Shelby Harris in particular, you played on the defense with him for a few years, obviously. What are the Broncos losing with him going out the door?
4: You know, Shelby is a great player, a great man, and a great leader. Um, I think he brings a lot of energy um, to the game, and I think that he's somebody that guys can always trust. And he always found a way to make – good plays. I think some players just you don't know how they do it exactly or don't know when it's going to happen, but he always finds a way to make game-changing plays whether it's a sack in one game or it's knocking down a ball on a key third down I remember us winning a game because he knocked the ball down on the last play Um, so he's a person that's always going to bring his best to the table and always help his team win.
2: And you mentioned the leader part of it and that was something that a lot of people mentioned uh, yesterday when the word filtered out that he was gone, so without him on the defense, where does the leadership come from?
4: Justin Simmons, he's the man. It's 100% his team. Um, Now there's no Keith Sleeve, there's no Von Miller, um, there's no Chris Harris, it's his team. However direction he chooses um, to lead them, I feel like they should follow 100%. He's proven himself as a player, he's proven himself as a leader, he's proven himself as just a great man. So um, I think the reins are completely in Justin Simmons' hands.
1: All right, so there is probably hope from George Payton that Russell Wilson will have the Peyton Manning effect. The Broncos start free agency next week. I'm guessing they're hoping to get some guys to maybe want to come in on a little bit of a discount to play with Russell Wilson. But I'm not going to go with any guy who, in theory, is currently available. I'm going to go with the guy who was offered a contract this past season, who turned it down. I believe his name is Todd Davis. So for the sake of argument, Todd, George Payton came to you and said, I'm going to give you the same amount of money that I offered you last year. And I think you told us, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to come back. The money wasn't right. But if George offered you the same money to come back and play with Russell Wilson, would you do it? I would tell him, let's go win a ring. <laughs> it's
4: wow. <time> to go. <laughs>
1: My man. Do you think other guys will do that?
4: Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, you know, he's, he's a phenomenal player. Um, and I feel like. Definitely at the Seahawks, Um, you know, he hasn't had the same weapons that he's needed, and he was getting sacked um, a lot more than he's used to. So I think he'll have a lot of protection there in Denver. So I think guys will want to come and play um, in the Mile High City and definitely with uh, Russell Wilson.
1: By the way, if George gives me a call, and we talk probably two, three times a week, I will let him know that you are in the gym probably at about 8 o'clock every single morning. Working out with your buddy at CU, you are crushing it, and eventually you will get to my level. Tell us about the <laughs> da- Tell us about the Davis Fund.:
4: So the Davis Fund is a nonprofit uh, that my wife and I started. Uh, we really want to do our part to give back to our community and right now we're doing it through um, low-income housing and uh, building units for uh, the community. so my first deal that I'm structuring. I'm working with the mayor back in Palmdale, California to build low income housing. Um, We're looking to build about 1,500 doors. I know it's a big task, but we're going to get it done and make sure that um, people get the housing that they need. That'll be our first project. And then we also want to get things working in Denver um, to make sure that everybody has a home. That's the number one thing, no matter how crazy this world is or how much you have to deal with on a daily basis, you should always have a home to go to.
1: I know you made good money with the Broncos, but you certainly can't finance this yourself. How are you getting that done?
4: You know, I'm working with um, some, some banks and some local uh, congressmen uh, back in my hometown of Palmdale, but I also probably reached out to some of my uh, former teammates, making sure they um, do, their, do their um what they're supposed to do and give back to their community and help me out. So I'll definitely be calling on some guys. If you're listening, expect a call from me soon. <laughs> and how do people get a hold of you if they need to? Uh, the best way is to, to contact us by email. Um, you can contact me at Davis at thedavisfund.com um, and reach out. Tell me how you would like to get involved, and we'll link up with you and show you everything that we have in the works and um, you know, get together to really help our community.
1: Pat, thanks for your time as always. I'll see you in the gym tomorrow.
4: All right, my man. Take care.
1: See you, pal. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It?
3: The Nuggets in action tonight. They have four games in five days back-to-back, back-to-backs with one day in between. This is the first night of a back-to-back that they will have the next two days. They're playing the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento tonight. We'll talk about that game next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
0: Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
1: Welcome back, afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us. At you can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, to the public go to RMFP. Com. time now for the final word
0: the final word Are you ready? presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk
3: just in case you missed it The Denver Nuggets on the first night of a back-to-back and the third game for Denver in a stretch of four games in five days will take on the Sacramento Kings tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. Nuggets so far this season 3-0 versus Sacramento and DeMontis Sabonis serving a one-game suspension this evening. Do you foresee Michael Malone giving anyone a lighter load tonight to save them for Golden State, most likely with Stephen Clay back in Denver tomorrow night.
2: No, not well. If they keep playing to the level of their opposition, which yes. is sometimes less than you'd like, he may not have that luxury. Now, if they get out in front by uh, they get out in front by twenty and can sustain it, then I think maybe you'll you'll see him uh, try to reduce the minutes of, of Jokic and others that they're going to need tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, the problem with the with the problem with the Nuggets is that infernal ability to play to the level of the opponent and play down to an opponent often, I think will prevent him from being able to do that.
3: Just in case you missed it, the Arizona Cardinals released starting inside linebacker Jordan Hicks, 29 years old, won a Super Bowl in Philly, has 638 tackles, 10.5 sacks, 11 interceptions, 4 forced fumbles, and 9 fumble recoveries in his 7 seasons. Obviously, the three of us would all love to see Todd Davis back at inside linebacker oh, yeah. for the Broncos, but if that offer is not made by George Payton, do you want Jordan Hicks as one of your inside linebackers here in Orange and Blue?
2: I mean, maybe, but I don't think it's a primary need. And look, you've got Josie Jewell out there that you're probably going to be able to re-sign on a relative discount. He should be a 100%. I think the other thing also, because your defense is going to be basically, in, ter- in terms of raw schematic issues it's going to be basically the same that you that you had last year I think it behooves the Broncos to bring Josie Jewell back. I think that's it, probably even maybe a more affordable deal than Jordan Hicks would be.
1: I think they're going to be playing a lot of dime this year
2: which then I think even makes Jewel even more valuable yep. because then you're subbing him out against the pass. Yep. When he's out there, it's against the run. He's probably on an affordable contract what this certainly means, though, is, and I can say this, don't sleep on the notion of safety being uh, one of the Broncos' early picks, even though they don't draft until You don't, you don't think they're
1: confident enough in Caden Stearns?
2: It's not a matter of confidence, but if they go dime, they're going to be want to be, be, be well-fortified back well, there. I'll
1: give you a guy who's out there who's familiar with Denver. He's available. He's had trouble staying healthy over the last couple of years. Chris Harris, Jr., coming back to play with Russell Wilson. That, I think you might take a
2: flyer on that. That takes care of your cornerback core, but you're going to need one more safety in there. As well. Callahan. So you're going to so you're going so who's your third safety? Oh. I don't. That's I what I'm talking. That That's what I'm talking about. I look, you want to go four deep at cornerback, period. Yeah. And so Callahan and Chris Harris Jr. and frankly Chris Harris Jr. would probably nudge ronald darby to the side a little bit yeah. that's and then you're you're covered a corner but then you still want to have that that third safety in there and i don't know how much they believe in jamar johnson at this point
1: well he hasn't played
2: All right, we know they believe in Stearns, but do they believe in johnson enough to say he's our number three safety or are they gonna look elsewhere
1: didn't they think he was a steal that late in the draft
2: they think everybody's a steal late in the draft
1: well you know what at the end of the day it uh, looked like a lot of guys were steals I, late in the draft. S-
2: I will say this. In Jamar Johnson's defense... He's
1: an Indiana guy. Get he looked case. really
2: good That's right. w- out there in the Go preseason, Hoosiers. but it's preseason.
1: Indiana, Indiana... Go ahead, Dan.
3: Just in case you missed it, Russell Westbrook spoke out to the media about harassment he and his family have been oh, subject terrible. to after his wife detailed criticism and death threats were aimed at the family. Westbrook also brought up the nickname West Brick which he sees as shaming him and his family name and doesn't see any reason for it. Obviously death threats are unacceptable, but what do you think about the nickname Westbrick? I don't have
1: a problem with that. It, it's not insulting somebody's family. It's different. It's totally different. That's what fans mm-hmm. do. Don't go after somebody's wife and kids. Come
2: on. Yeah, that's the thing. There there's legitimate criticism and yeah, you know that having a little fun with it with a last name, that's been around since time immemorial, but it can't get personal. And when you go after the fam, the wife and kids, it is personal. That's crossing the line.
1: Well, did you play basketball as a kid,
2: Mason Brick? Yes, you're Mason
1: the bricklayer. Yes, that's what they called when you I, outside the stripe.
2: When I missed a, when I missed a few shots in a row, hey Mason, you're throwing up bricks there. Ha ah, ha ha. That's gonna yes. do it
1: for us, Noel and Danny. Great job, Sammy. You, Mace? You too. Make it the best possible night you can.